Great shout out to our Lord Jesus Christ, the Lord of glory, the King of glory. Lord, we just love your presence here today. Wow, we honour you. You you were true to your word. You said where two or three are gathered, there you are in the midst of us. And this is where you belong and we welcome you. We open our hearts to you right in our innermost being. All that we have, all that we are is from you and it belongs to you. We honour you, Jesus. You are the joy and delight of our heart. Amen. Wow, isn't it exciting being in church together? What a blessed people we are this morning. What a blessed people. So great to see the camp and all the uh, tamarak, tamariki and mukos, yeah, kapai, and uh, what, what glory, what, what a future we've got in those little ones. How God has blessed us with children and He's given uh, us the ability as His children to be creative and to sow into them uh, beautiful seeds of His Word, of His love, His aroha, and uh, we're going to see them grow up and be nurtured in, in, in the things of the Lord and become mighty men and women for God, and I believe that. And so when I see that and those people going down the slides, the little ones are thinking, wow, Northland is going to be taken for God. So the battle is already won. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wow. Thank you, Father. Lord, just uh, take over my tongue now, lead and guide in the preaching, we pray. Let there be anointing in this place. Lord, we just welcome you to move throughout the congregation right now by your Spirit and touch every heart that each heart would be open to you in Jesus' name to receive your Word, the the Word of God on good ground in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we had a great time at camp. Shout out to Tanara, Tanara, bring in the Word, how to keep the fire of God burning within you, yeah? And the first thing he brought it was, turn up, and you've turned up this morning. <laughs> and then he said, stir up, stir up the gift that is within you. Stir it up. Just don't just sit there, stir it up. Here at Excite, we just love to stir it up. Isn't it? We love the sweet flow of life that flows out of our innermost being, the river of living water. Praise God, strike the ground. And then he said, don't forget also, the prophecies that have been, remember the prophecies that have been spoken over you. Yeah, strike the ground. We had that one, sis. Yes. <laughs> Amen. Glory. Well, we've been going through the I Ams the last couple of months. And he, God is the great I Am. He is the source of all life, all glory. Today is the last uh, one that we're doing on I Am. And uh, I remember when I spoke, the first one when we opened up, I spoke on I am the door. How that Jesus is the door to so much more. So much more for you in your life. But now today, I want to speak about what the Lord has put on my heart. Is He says, I am holy. I am holy. That's a good word right there. I am holy. We're going to read in First Peter. 1 Peter 1 verse 13 to 16. And it says there, therefore, good. That means clothe. Gird up the loins of your mind. The loins is the strength of the man. And that's where your loins, the belt of truth is on. But it says, gird up the loins of your mind. Put the truth on your mind. You know, you may have a problem. There may be a stumbling block in your life. And it may be your, that it is your mind. It's naked. And he says, clothe your mind. Don't go around with a naked mind. Your thoughts, 
People very soon see uh, by, by what the smile on your dial or, or whatever you look, how you look or, or what you do or your demeanor, whether or not you are clothed in the mind with the truth. <laughs> Therefore, gird up the loins of your mind. Be sober and rest your hope fully upon the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts, as in your ignorance, before you were born again, before you came to Jesus, before you heard the word of the gospel of your salvation, how that God had already saved you in Christ. Yeah? Don't conform back to that. And then it says in verse 15, as he who has called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct or in all your manner of life. Because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. That's what the Lord says. He says it many times throughout Leviticus. Be holy, for I am holy. We serve a holy God. So uh, the word for holy in, in the Hebrew is Kadesh, which means to be sanctified, consecrated, dedicated, or to be separated from the world and from worldliness. God has separated us out. He's changed us because He's changed us from the inside out. We've encountered a holy God, and He's changed us. You remember that when you first encountered God? When you first put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? When you first heard the word of the gospel of your salvation? I remember what a transformation came into my life. What an encounter with God. What freedom, what liberty. Praise God. A weight had lifted off. I heard that Jesus bore it all at the cross. And I laid down my burden there. Glory to God. Separate from worldliness, from this world. You know, when, and that's this present evil world that's talked about. Not... Not the world that God created that was beautiful, but the present evil world, the world's system, the world's way of thinking, everything that we have access to uh, on the internet, on, 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 uh, on our phones, the knowledge out there, all that is man-centered, all about mankind and not about God. Yes? You see, when you think about the world in the natural, when God created it, the world started out empty. It says in Genesis chapter 1, the world was without form and void, empty. Darkness was upon the face of the deep. Do you know, like today we know, when we go through school, that the, the world is revolving around the sun. But do you know in the beginning it wasn't like that? The sun wasn't created to the fourth day of creation, was it? And God spoke on the first day and he said, let there be light. When His Holy Spirit hovered over the face of the deep, when there was darkness, when there was void, when there was emptiness. And then later on, the world went round the sun. Well, that's the way I see it when I read it. That's amazing, isn't it? God's intention was not that the world should be the center of everything, that the darkness should be the center of everything, but that the sun should be the center. Do you know the sun is just so, so hot, isn't it? 
It's so full of light and life. There's no darkness in it at all. And yet the world started out with darkness. Do you know that's how we started out when we were kids? Darkness. Void. Empty. You know, the, the root of sin there. And God's given us children to start creating something. He started out with a world that was formless. But then it revolves around the sun. And you have seasons. And you have a moon there. And you've got, and you've got life happening on the world. Amazing. I just, I just see that, how, how we started out. The Bible says, uh, John said of, uh, of God in 1 John uh, chapter 1, verse 5, he said, God is light. When you think of the power of the sun 93 million miles away and, and, and the power of the sun and how hot it is, he says God's like that. He's light. In fact, one part of the Bible says that his glory shines above the brightness of the noonday sun. When the sun's high up in the sky, but it's still a long way away, man, if we came near to the light, what would happen? There's no darkness in the light. If it's that bright, you think of how bright and how it dispels the darkness in this world, 93 million miles away. Think how bright it would be if you were standing on it. It would also be quite hot, wouldn't it? And then think of the holiness and the glory of God. And this is a God. He's like that. And He's... And he, and he wants relationship and fellowship with us, but he knows that if he comes near us, it will destroy us because he's so holy and he's so bright. He's so full of life and he's so loving. And yet he wants relationship with his creatures that he has created in his image. Praise God. I think that's awesome. I praise God that he devised a way in which he could actually come near to us and draw us near to him. That he could open up a way of access right into his very presence through our Lord Jesus Christ. God is holy. The law wasn't the way. The law was, yes, it, it, it declared the holiness of God. Jesus kept the law in his heart. He what he. It's a divine standard, but it's on stone. It is very rigid. Yeah? There was no give or take. If it was on paper, those things written on paper, you could bend it. But you couldn't bend the stone because you'd break it. It's like the law. There's no give and take. That's how holy God is. Amazing. And the law never saved us, but it did declare the holiness of God and the righteousness of God. But it left us condemned. Wow. God is holy. Sometimes we take the law, we twist it. Man takes it and twists it to suit himself. Well, I've never killed, I've never murdered, you know, just because I'm, I'm a third wife or fourth wife, you know. But I'm pretty good. I'm not like uh, someone else down the road. Sure, I have a drink now and then, but, uh, you know, I don't do this, I don't do that. And we twist it until it's got no resemblance of God at all. It's all about me, not, not God. And it's all about me being better than you. That's in the natural world. How, how sad. That's how our minds that are corrupted often work, eh? But back in the beginning when sin entered in, this holy God that was full of light, he came down and he clothed man in his nakedness. He made coats of skin. 
And at that time, man was full of excuses about his actions. He wasn't looking for God. He was hiding for God from God in the Garden of Eden. And this loving God, my father, he came down. He came very close. And he took these coats of skin. And he, there was a lot of heart in that. You know why? Because he knew what it would cost him to clothe Adam and Eve with those coats of skin that spoke one day of him coming down in the person of his son, our Lord Jesus Christ, and going to the cross and bearing our sin, the one who was righteous, the one who loved righteousness and hated wickedness, and in whom was no darkness at all, was made sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God, the holiness of God in him. What a, a glorious message, the gospel of salvation, that this God didn't stay at a distance, but he devised a plan to draw near to us. And if you draw near to him, he's definitely got a heart to draw near to you, and he already has. And he wants relationship with you. He wants every area of your heart. We belong to him by creation, but now you have been redeemed, not with corruptible things such as silver and gold, but with the precious blood of Christ. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. He could have come and pointed the finger like the law. He could have come in with condemnation. Our Father could have condemned us for what we'd done. Joseph could have done that with Mary when she found that Mary was with child, with the baby Jesus, when they were engaged. And he was going to put her away just privately because he was a righteous man. And he wasn't going to make a scene and say, look at this. What have you done? You, I, I did this for you. I did that for you. And you, and now you do that? No, no, he didn't do that. He was a righteous man. He didn't point the finger. We don't do that, do we? With our children? You know? Right. No, no, we give them a, you know, sometimes a hug with our children helps them a lot more than just give them a lashing with our tongue. Do you, did you notice that? Do you ever notice that, you mums and dads? You fathers that want to father your children like God has fathered you? And you want to be patient like your heavenly Father is patient and loving like He is loving. And you're not lashing with your tongue, but you're loving and you're patient. And just a hug. Hey, guess what? You might be throwing a tantrum, but I want to tell you I love you. It's all right. It's going to be all right. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. See, when our kids mess up, we as parents don't just all of a sudden disown them, do we? Just because they've done wrong or gone astray. Isaiah said it right, the prophet Isaiah said, all we like sheep have gone astray. We've all done it. We've all turned every one of us to our own way. But get this, the Lord has laid on him the sin of us all. God has provided his son to be our savior. What a loving father. What a loving God. Wow. So we cover our children with our prayers. We cover them. We clothe them with our prayers. We clothe them with the words that we speak. Like God made coats of skin and clothed Adam and Eve. His whanau. Yeah? 
and he's provided the garments of salvation for us. His whānau. Yeah, he's a good God, eh? Wow. You know, sometimes our children, well, even some of our, us as adults get tied up in works, don't we? And we try, and we try, but I try. There was a song about that, wasn't there? But I try. Well, how's that go? And they're never satisfied. They don't get no satisfaction because they keep trying, but they fail. You ever been like that? Where you're trying, and you really have a heart to do what is right, and you keep failing, and you can't get no satisfaction? Yeah? Sometimes our kids are like that, but we want to be there just to keep encouraging them, loving them. You know, this last week I've been, uh, well, the last couple of weeks, cutting down, a, we've got about 130 Leyland cypress trees around our section and hedging, and they got too big, you know, we had to get the hedge trimmer in and trim them. Now I'm cutting them out, and some of the trunks are quite big. We've got about 80 of them out. I've done a couple of big burn-ups. And uh, about a year ago, I got uh, my son-in-law to go and drill a hole in all of them and put a, a bit of poison in them. And they, and they turned beautiful colors. So they had green branches. They had brown branches. They had yellow branches, yellow ones that were going brown. I said to Ruth, this is great. It was lovely autumn colors, you know, around the session. She didn't, she didn't appreciate that, nor did my sister-in-law next door. But you've got to have vision, you see. You've got to dream these dreams. <laughs> but at any rate, they'd been poisoned. But there's still a lot of green branches on some of them. Some were completely dead. Some still had green branches on the outside. But they still had, a vi- they had, the, they had the poison in them. And that's like us as people sometimes. See, we're like trees. And, and I've got, I'm going to cut them out. I'm going to plant a new hedge a better hedge that'll be easier to contain that'll have flowers on it, maybe, I think. Flowers. Ruth loves flowers. And um, you know, you might think there's some good stuff, some green branches on your life. There might be some yellow ones and some brown ones. And, 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 but the sin virus just affects everything that we do. Once once it's been poisoned, it's never going to be the same again. That's like humanity. When the enemy came and sowed his seed of self-centeredness into mankind, we have been poisoned. And now the tree axe needs to be laid to the root of the tree, and the tree needs to be cut down because there's another tree that needs to be planted in its place, and it is a tree of righteousness. It is the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who is righteous. He is the tree of life, not of death. He's not the tree of knowing right and wrong, the knowledge of good and evil. And if you're still living there and that is still your source, you will have maybe the odd branch that you think's green. And you'll have dead branches and you might have yellow branches growing out of your life. But the tree's got to go. That is not the source. We can live through our mind but not from it. Man began to eat from the tree of knowing right and wrong and became the judge of right and wrong. And they took the law and used it to point the finger against other people. And you can go up before your fellow men and see a judge sitting there. And I'm not saying that's wrong and there's not a place for that. But so often we become the judge. But that's God's right. He is holy. He is the ultimate judge. 
and he's drawn near to you. And he's drawing near to you right now. See, the battle is a battle in your minds. It's in our minds. But God has defeated it, and the tree must be cut down. Don't continue to draw from the tree of knowing right and wrong, but come and draw from the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of life. You know, we see what was going on in the mind of man. We see with the prodigal son. When he wandered away from his father, he got down to rock bottom, feeding pigs, and then suddenly he realized, I've done wrong. I, I would rather eat what the pigs got, but no one's giving anything to me. But my father's still doing well. I wanted to get out of the house. I wanted to shoot the breeze. I wanted to get as far away and do my own thing because I thought I was a man and I could just do it and take my father's money and go and be successful. But I did it my way. And then he thinks, well, now I've got to come back and eat humble pie. He had a change of heart. God was working in his heart, praise God, more than the older brother that stayed back at home but didn't understand his father because this boy was about to have an encounter with his dad that did, was second to none. He had devised a plan. I'm going to go back to dad. I'm going to say, sorry, dad. I've sinned against heaven. I've sinned in your sight. I'm not even worthy to be called your son. I'll work for you for the rest of my life just for one meal a day, and uh, I'll go out and do it. Just give me a feed once a day. And he went back to his father, and he started to say these words, and his father ignored him, and he said bring for, to his servant, bring forth the best robes. See, this was never about you, son. It was all about, always about my love for you. And that's what your heavenly Father has done. And he's bringing forth the breast robes and he wants to clothe you and gird up the loins of your mind because that's your problem. It's naked and it needs to be clothed with the truth of the word of God and with the gospel. And, and then your life will be transformed for no longer will your mind be the source, but out of your innermost being will flow rivers of living water as you live and walk in the spirit, as you have life in the spirit. The resurrected life of Christ. Praise God. Did we read that? Is there any verses coming up? There is? Bring out. The... Oh, I didn't really read that, did I? Luke 15. We've moved on from there. We're on to 1 Peter. We'll go back to what we said about girding up the loins of your mind. Be sober. Rest your hope fully in the grace that has been brought to you at the revelation of Christ. God is holy. And so in Isaiah 61, sorry, we're jumping forward. We do that sometimes. We've got a few notes. In Isaiah 61, verse 3, God gives you, He wants to clothe you, and He gives you beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that we might be trees of righteousness, trees of righteousness, all of us in a row, that's why we put these seats in a row. It's like those Leyland Cypress. We're, we're planting a new hedgerow. Yeah? Trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that He might be glorified. That's why we come here and we give Him glory, because it's all about Him. It's all about Him. And we're trees of righteousness. We have been changed. We've been clothed by our Father. He feeds us. He clothes us. He blesses us. He gives us life. The source of life comes from Him. We revolve around the sun. We're new creations in Christ Jesus, created for good works, that we might glorify our Heavenly Father through it. Because He is the source of it all. From Him, through Him, and to Him are all things. We never were the source, but He wants to come near to us. He, he really does love you. He really does love you. He really is patient. How long did He wait for me? 
How much rubbish has he put up from me over the years with me? Ruth's put up with a little bit. Or a lot. We won't go there. Praise God. She said she obeys her husband. That's first on you. No, just joking. <laughs> At that, when there's money involved, she does. <laughs> I had to get it. No, just joking. No. We rebuke that. Rebuke that. Stop that. Stop that behavior. No, she is. She's a wonderful wife. I love my wife. I love my wife. Hallelujah. God is holy. And you might say, well, how can I be holy? See, you've been looking at the law and you see your shortcomings and the things you want to do, like in Romans 7, you find you don't do them. You say, how can I be holy? Well, I want to tell you, before you get to Romans 7, you get to Romans 6. Uh, how, how am I holy? The question there. Actually, this is point number two. The first point was God is holy. You following the points? You don't need points in a message. You just need to preach. But if you want some points, that's point number two. <laughs> how am I holy? Romans 6. We're going to quickly go through a few verses here in Romans really fast. You watch this. Romans 6, verse 6. Knowing this, Paul said, ah, this is what you need to put on your mind, this sort of knowledge, the truth that you clothe your mind. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him. That's with Jesus. But I wasn't around there. Yeah, but he was still crucified with him. You were still crucified in Christ, with Christ. As far as God's concerned, you were. And he makes the rules. You don't make the rules for God. Yeah? Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. Crucifixion, there's death. See, the gospel is death, burial, and resurrection, isn't it? That's the gospel. Read about in 1 Corinthians 15, Paul reminded them how that Christ died for our sins. He was buried. He rose again the third day, and he was seen. So there's the death. Romans 3, uh, 6 verse 3. Or do you not know? This is, if you want to do something with your Noah, just know this. If you want to feed on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, just clothe it with this. Don't make it the source. Make the Word of God your source. Jesus is the Word. Make Him your source. And forget about what you think or feel or what, you, what goes, on, goes on in your Swede. That's another name for this. Okay. Do you not know, verse 3, that as many of us as were baptized into Jesus, were baptized into His death. First we had the death, and now we've got the burial. Baptism, buried in water. Baptized, buried. I take it you've all been baptized. If you haven't been baptized here today, I suggest you get rid of that old tree, that you go and bury it. Because I tell you what, it'll cause you problems. And, uh, and that's thinking, thinking, get rid of it, bury it. It's already been dealt with at the cross. Why would you ever hold on to it any longer? Yet Christ died for us. He was buried. Verse 9, knowing. See there again, knowing. Isn't that funny how this word knowing? I actually think Paul's having a bit of a dig at us. He says, well, if you want to live from this all the time, here's something. What about knowing this? What about knowing this? What about knowing this? Yeah, here's the truth. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, dies no more. Death no longer has dominion over him or over you. You are alive in Christ. Resurrection. There in the verse 3, 6, and 9, there's death, burial, resurrection. That's all about knowing the truth of the gospel. You see, that's 
what gets taken away from us. If you don't know, if you don't go to the Word of God and find out what God, your Father, has done on your behalf and what is available to you in our Lord Jesus Christ, you'll still be trying and not trusting. You'll still be making this the source of your life, trying to work it all out yourself instead of putting your hand down the couch and getting 50 bucks. <laughs> I had to slip that in there. Hey, a hundred dollars. Well, it's a, well. I, as soon as after church, go back and check it again. As soon as turns church, I, I want you to go back and check it again. And, and faith, praise God. Romans six verse eleven. Likewise, now because that's the truth of the gospel, death, burial, and resurrection. Likewise, you also. Here you go. The first three verses there that we talked about, three, six, and nine, were about the gospel, what God has done in Christ. Now, because that's the truth of your salvation, that's the truth of the gospel, well, then in verse 11, likewise, you also reckon it. Count it to be so. Reckon yourselves dead to, indeed to sin and alive to God. Because if you don't accept that and reckon it as the facts, you will be still trying. And all you need to do is trust. So to know first in Romans chapter 6, then reckon it every day. Just reckon I'm dead to sin. I'm dead to the old poor. I'm dead to living from here. I'm alive to God in Christ. I'm going to start the day reading His Word because He's my life and He is the living Word. This is the Word of God. This is the Word that created galaxies. This is the Word by which the heavens and the, and the earth were created and everything was brought forth, even the sea and the land and everything happened because of God's Word. And verse 13, Romans 6, verse 13, and do not present. See, we started off talking about I am holy. Be you holy, for I am holy. How can I be holy? Well, get to know the gospel, reckon it, and then present. Do not present, sorry, or do not yield your members as instruments of unrighteousness to sin. If you're reading the word every day, you'll know what God wants. He wants you to feed upon the bread of life. Not upon this, and it'll transform your life. Don't live from your feelings. You can live through your feelings and through your, use your brain through your brain, but it's not the source anymore. You don't have to work it all out. But present or yield yourselves to God as being alive. Oh, I like that, eh? Alive. Resurrected. Eternal life. Never to perish. Jesus said, he that believes in me shall never die. Wow. Walking in the Spirit now. Don't fear them that can kill the body anymore. Yeah, because life for us is in the Spirit. You can take my, 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 my physical life from this mortal being, but you can't kill me. Praise God. Eternal life. We're alive from the dead and, and present your, or yield your members as instruments of righteousness to God. Righteousness to God. Praise God. It's Christ living His life through us. No longer is there a struggle or are we trying, but we've been set free. He, we're breaking out of the prison walls. Sometimes the battle's in the mind and we're imprisoned in our, in our soul and He wants to save us and He wants to give us life in the Spirit. And that's what He's done through the death, burial, and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a glorious message. We're reminded that in Christ, in Christ Jesus if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. 
Old things have passed away. It says, behold, all things become new. No longer, when you're in Christ, are you a sinner? Because God is holy. No darkness can approach the light. You try and get some darkness and take it to the sun. You try that. Long before the sun comes up, the darkness is fleeing away. Yeah? You are now a saint, not because you stopped sinning or you managed to get better than your neighbor and, and, and through going to church regularly and, and um, concentrating hard and putting in the mahi, mahi you got better. No, you're a saint because you're sanctified by God. That's what the gospel does. It changes you. The Word of God changes you. The Spirit of God changes you. The blood of Christ changes you and cleanses you and makes you whole. Christ changes you. Faith changes you. You, you are holy because of what God has done, not what you need to do. He died, he was buried, and he rose. And God has taken you. He's nailed to you to the cross with Jesus, that old self-centered person. And he's raised you up. And as Paul said in Galatians 2 and 20, he said, I am crucified with Christ. I, I am put to death with Christ. But nevertheless, I live. This is just the way it is. It's a mystery. I'm dead, but I live. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God. So I'm not even needing to conjure that up. I live in, 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 the, in the faith of Jesus, who had faith in the Father. Perfect faith. Never failed. If we had to conjure up a bit of faith, especially for Sunday, we'd probably fail. If I come up and slap your face, you'd probably slap me back again. <laughs> I don't know. You see, we're not the source. He is. It's His record that is given to us. It's His perfect righteousness that is ours. Everyone should be into this. Everyone should be a taker. Let go. Come out of the captivity of your mind and your soul and your feelings and come to Jesus this morning and just enjoy Him and feed upon Him and His perfect record and all that He is because all that He is is all that you are and all that your Father has made you in Him. For God's glory, He is holy. He is holy. And so the third point, if you want another point, is be holy. God said, I am holy. So be you holy. Be holy. Be holy. Just abide in Him. Jesus said, I'm the, I'm the vine. I was actually cutting down the trees the other day. I had all these, these trees in the paddock. And I was down there looking at the branches. And then my phone goes, ding. And out comes this verse. It only comes once a day. Just as I was looking at the branches. And, and it said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. It's amazing the timing of the Lord, isn't it? So I go, oh, okay. Maybe I could use that for Sunday. So I was planning to sneak up on you with that. <laughs> Abide in Him. Abide in Him. Jesus said, without me, you cannot do anything. You miles well give up now. You can't be the father that I designed you to be, the mother who is patient and kind and loving that I designed you to be. You can't, you can't be everything that I've designed you to be without me. So why are you going on trying to do everything without me instead of just abiding in me. Because when you abide in me, the vine, or the branches connected to the tree, the fruit comes out naturally. Even when you're asleep, the fruit will come out. Glory, just abide in Him. Just trust in Him. Just rest in Him. Just believe in Him. 
So you're not holy by having new socks. You're not holy by having old socks, I should say, with holes in them, eh? No. You're holy when you're actually holy in Jesus and abiding in Him. You know, um, you remember where this was, um, when God first said, I am. We're just finishing the series of I am. And I know Ian brought this out, I think, about Moses by the burning bush when he encountered God. And he walked past and he saw this bush that was burning. And he was amazed because it was just a roar of flames and burning and brightness. And, and yet it wasn't burning up. The leaves were still green. That's the amazing thing. And he turned aside and God said, don't come any closer. Take your shoes off because you're on holy ground. Yeah. And you know, that is a picture of Jesus. I was thinking of that just last night and this morning of Jesus, the tree of righteousness and the glory of God, the son of righteousness, our Lord Jesus Christ, there at the cross, holy absolutely holy, the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world, but all the filth of our sin and our misdeeds and all our struggles and trials laid upon Him and all the filth of all that we tried to be outside of God, all the activity that came from our mind, the filth of it all laid on this Holy One from God, from heaven. And the fire began to burn. And the judgment of God poured out upon His Son, just like we've been burning up these laid cypress trees. They're dry because we're poisoned. And they burn very well and very quickly. No sooner you get them on there with the fronting loader of the tractor and whoosh, they're up in flames. And the fire burned on Jesus. And it burned up all that was laid upon him. But it didn't burn up him. And he's still there. And then he said, it's finished. And what was left was the burning bush. He is the tree of righteousness. And if you stand in him, no matter what you go through in life, no matter what the, the trial is and the and the tribulations you go through, you will stand firm and you will remain because it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. But all the rest has been burnt up. It's been burnt up. It was put upon the sun. And now we are the planting of the Lord that we might be, as Isaiah said, trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. God wants to take your life today. He wants to use you for the honor and glory of his name. He wants divine life to flow through you. He wants you to understand the work of, the, uh, of Christ for you on the cross and to receive that. And to receive Jesus as your Lord, as your Savior, as your portion, as your bread, as your drink, as everything. Because He is the I Am. He wants to bless you so, and raise you up to be mighty. He's, he, you are a new creation. Remember how the world was formed and it was a bit dark and void and there was a journey happening and God keeps speaking to it and He wants to keep speaking to you. So don't get your eyes back on yourself, but something is happening. Something's been formed. You are a new creation. God is forming something within you and He's doing it with a purpose in mind. He wants to send you out into Northland and He wants you to be a blessing to the multitudes, to the hundreds and to the thousands. He's doing it already. Tanara and Susan going out. With the gospel, our evangelists, praise God. All of us are called to be evangelists. But there's a gift of evangelism as well. So we just honor our evangelist too today. He's out in front. The fivefold gifts of the Spirit, like our hand. The middle figure, the evangelist. First apostles, then prophets, then the evangelist. He's out in front. He's the longest finger. It's a good one. Tanarao shared there with me, so thanks. Thanks for that. <laughs> 
Praise God. Yeah, so that's what he wants to do. 